0: Hello, thank you so much for coming back to my For the Cultures podcast. I'm so grateful for all the people that have been listening. I really appreciate it, and all these different demographics. I'm loving it. So, this week you might not like me very much after this podcast because we are going to be talking about something that is controversial. And I do not mean to be divisive, I just want to advocate for all types of black people. So we're going to be talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, representation of black women in media, but also in the Black Lives Matter movement. And when we say black lives matter, are we saying that only black men's lives matter? Or are we truly saying black lives matter, as in black men, black women, black elderly, black children and black lgbtq plus so stay tuned for this conversation it's going to be a good one so today we are going to be talking about representation of black women in media and how i feel that the the cultural connotations and the, the cultural repercussions of these representations in media are why black women are not protected and why we accept violence towards black women so much more than any other race of women and actually people. And when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement, this is still clear and evident because when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement, when we say Black Lives Matter, are we saying black women, black men, black children, black elderly, black LGBT plus, or are we saying black lives matter, black men's lives matter? So controversial and possibly triggering, but I'm gonna go for it and I'm gonna start by talking about representation. So imagine growing up in a world without any images of yourself. How would that make you feel? Studies say that this, if you don't see yourself in the media, that makes you angry. And if you're not represented in media, then really, you do not exist. And this is the erasure of history and individuals. So, when I watch something, when I read something, when I look at something, or hear a conversation, I look at who is represented but most importantly i look at who is not represented so you can look at who is represented how and why but importantly it is equal equally important to look at who is not represented and why so black women in the media when they are represented it's very imbalanced and there are stereotypes of black women being violent, being angry, being independent, being over sexualized And if you look at the predominant representations of black women on TV, it's these like Love and Hip-Hop, uh, these backer Clubs, these Empire, these very um, strong, even um, the Black Panther movie, like these are very strong women. In the Black Panther movie, those are kind of warriors they're out here you know protecting their black community they're out here like fighting they're out here you know protecting everyone and if you look at aside from reality TV shows these they're out here fighting they're fighting other women black women are fighting each other and that's the attitude that they are or the light that they're portrayed in so there is actually a correlation between the treatment of black women and this attachment that they have to violence or being violent and um, to how black women are treated in real life. So black, more black women struggle with domestic violence than any other race, especially in comparison to white counterparts. A CDC Youth um, Behaviourist Surveillance Study found that black girls in high school are 80% more likely than their, their, their white counterparts to be hit or slapped or hurt on purpose by a boyfriend. So there is a connection between representation in media and how black women are treated in real life. These representations are narrow and it's the same representations being told over and over again being recycled and they need to be challenged, otherwise they will be internalized. There is a culture of violence towards black women exploitation of black women in the media on a social and political level is real and it does exist and these do have social political and even financial connotations and repercussions black people especially black women must not settle for the bare minimum of representation just because there is a black panther movie doesn't mean the problem has been fixed that is only the beginning who is in control of this media that we see, and what is the intention behind this control? In culture studies, we we are told that more likely than not there is an agenda, whether it's creating images on purpose for, for the point of consumerism, for the point of that this is what sells. So when you see loads and loads of reality TV shows, you know of you know black girls, black women fighting each other, you know loving hip hop, that example being recycled and done so many different times just with a different title why do they do that do they do that because it sells or does that come from a, a point of trying to hold black women and black people back and pigeon hold them into um, these specific stereotypes in these representations that we see there is always an element of racism and white supremacy to represent black people as more is to threaten the, the system of white supremacy and to even threaten the system of capitalism, cultural theorist Paul Gilroy, legend himself, he kind of talks about, you know, racism has financial connotations, um, and although racism is institutional, it also comes from a place of finance, financial um, growth, and financial stability. So, in a sense of if you think about a lot of people, the reason for abolishing um, slavery, they were like, no, how are we going to fund the economy? You know, how, like, where's the money going to come from? Where are the workers going to come from? And if you look at now, the world that we live in, who are these people that um, have the jobs that keep society running and keep society functioning? It is black people so if you are going to empower black people and represent them as more than just thugs or represent them more represent them as more than just um others or just race that means you will give them an opportunity to supersede that role or that career or that financial standing that means you will give them power and that means society And economy, in a way, will shift. So, yeah, Paul Gilroy talks a lot about that and about how um, a lot of the reasoning for black people and for racism is actually to make sure black people stay in in a state of being powerless and consume these jobs in society that no one else wants and to not give them any more power to... So that, basically, society and capitalism can remain. So yeah, capitalism has a place in this conversation about representation and race, but Paul Gilroy talks a lot about that. Her part explains it well, but he explains it best. So black women are discriminated against twice. So not only are we discriminated against for being female, but also for being black. And people aren't going to like what I'm going to say next, but I'm going to say it. When I've been on Instagram and when I've seen people rightly outraged, finally, about um, police brutality and the killing and murdering of black people, just like Martin Aubrey or George Floyd, I've been seeing black, black men's lives matter. And I've been seeing this everywhere and I'm like, OK, yes, black lives do matter but you're saying black men's lives matter and yes I agree completely black men's lives do matter but I'm like that is the movement is about black lives mattering and if you hear me out um, this is kind of like the, the consequence of the representation of, of black women like Malcolm X said black women are the most suspected women in America but When it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement, black men aren't the only black people being killed. Black children are being killed, black elderly are being killed, black LGBT plus are being killed, and so are black women. So when did the Black Lives Matter like, exclude other black people, especially black women? Around the same time, Ahmaud Aubrey died we also heard about Brianna Taylor being shot in her own home by the police how many posts have you seen about Brianna Taylor if you ask black people white people if you ask people okay what, what what black women do you know that have been affected by police brutality just like George Floyd or Ahma- Ahmaud Aubrey? they're like oh I, I, I don't know but black women are dying just like black men are dying but black women aren't getting any coverage and it's not a competition of like it's not this is not the oppression olympics but what i'm saying is that these types of representations about black women have been internalized so much that there isn't protection for black women that this culture of violence towards black women is accepted black women are being killed just like black men yet there is no coverage about black about them yes people know about the Travon Martins of the world the George Floyds but how many people can tell you about um and we're not want to say her name right her name is like Regis, Regis Paquette and she just died this week in Canada like the police pushed her off her own balcony and how many people can tell you about her this is a black woman. How many people know about the Charlene Lyles? Charlena Lyles was killed by the police in front of her children when she called the police to report a robbery and she was also pregnant at the time. How many people know about her? How many people know about the Renisha McBride who was shot in the face by police after seeking help in a white neighbourhood or the Matrice Richardsons or even the Rakaia Boys? He was was just an innocent bystander, but she was shot in the back of her head by the police. Where is the outcry for these women? Where is the outcry for Black women when we say Black Lives Matter? Black men are at the face of the Black Lives Matter movement, but Black women are being killed too. So when we say Black Lives Matter, can we say Black men, Black women's lives matter too? Can we say black elderly's lives matter, black children's lives matter, black LGBTQ lives matter. If you look at these protesters for Ahmaud Aubrey or for George Floyd, who are the people at the forefront of these protests? They are black women. Black women have sacrificed their lives to protect the black community, to protect black men and children. But when it comes to getting protected, black women are not given that it's almost like we expect black women to be martyrs for the movement while in the same breath, if you look at george floyd and i want to make this clear what happened to george floyd was awful and the outrage is deserved and i am so glad and so grateful that people have come together and that that police officer you know is now under arrest when he's facing charges and persecution. That is incredible, that is amazing. And George Floyd, just like Ahmaud Arbery, did not deserve to die, and did not deserve to face injustice on the basis of his race. And we know exactly what it is. It is white supremacy, it is racism. George Floyd's own fiance, who is white, in the same breath, is telling people not to protest and to give the police officer grace. But who is, so she's not even advocating for him and she should, um, but it's the black women who are advocating for, for him, as they should. And I'm not saying black women should not advocate for black men. Black women's lives matter, but so do black men's lives matter. Hence why I am not being decisive. I am just using the example of the fact that even his own fiancé, who's white, is not protesting. Yet black women are risking their lives and have risked their lives to protest the injustice and the death of George Floyd and that is my point that because of these representations because of the internalizations because of the treatment of black women in media in the black community in society that we do not protect black women and I believe black women deserve protection and I have seen too many posts On Instagram, not just this week, but the week before, talking about how black lives, no, sorry, talking about how black men are being killed, not talking about how black people are being killed or black women are being killed. I have yet, I've only seen maybe two, three people talk about black women being killed, and that is not okay. And if I do not advocate for black women as a black woman, I don't know who to expect to do that for and let it be clear I love I have a dad who's lovely he's wonderful and he's an advocate for black women and for black lives all black lives and I have a brother as well I am not against black men at all but what I want to talk about or what I want to bring to light is how it's so clear and so evident how we do not come with the same energy for black women who are being killed every single day But yeah, these black women are at the forefront of movements. They are literally protesting. They are literally advocating for black lives, especially black men. And I don't really know, if I'm being honest, what the solution is. Uh, Cultural studies does not give me a solution. But I think the great thing about cultural studies is that it allows you to see things for what they are and to bring conversations to light. And I think that as all people, as black people, as white people, as a society, we need to consider about how we treat black women and how we treat black people and how black lives matter and how black lives should matter and how, in order to move forward, we need... To have the representation of black women alongside black men who have been killed because black women are being killed too. And black women, black girls especially, should not be raised in a world where no one advocates for them. And it is our responsibility, especially in the black community, to advocate for them. So yeah, that's really the conversation that I'm having today. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me today on the For The Cultures podcast. If you want to read more of my writing, you can find me at forthecultures.wordpress.com Thank you so much for all those that stick it out or stuck it out till the end to be more precise and correct I've definitely fumbled more on my words this podcast definitely because of how passionate I am so it's not the most articulate or the most perfect conversation but it's a conversation I believe is worth having and we're going to be having more and more conversations in the week to come so this week uh, we have a request to podcast so I'm going to be doing that it's going to be fun and exciting So stay tuned. In the meantime, take care and I'll see you then. Bye.